I'll say that right here, right now. Sofia Vergara, eh. Welcome to the Film Find, the greatest movie podcast ever. Assuming you've never listened to a movie podcast before, I am your host, Adam Portress, and I'm joined again by no one. That's right. Uh, I am on my own this week, and uh, you know what? I think it's going to be okay. I think we're going to be all right. Uh, I, I, I've seen some movies. We've got a lot of stuff to talk about. I won't have anything to back, you know, bounce it off of, but that's okay. Matt's super busy with all of his uh, schoolwork stuff, and frankly, the movies we've got this. Oh my God! Hold on, my headset just went out. Oh, there he goes. Okay, we're back. <laughs> Starting to freak out. I was like, did it go away? I still see the volumes there. Anywho, um, I'm two sheets to the wind right now, so that's how this show's going to become uh, nice and fun for you guys. Uh, so on the docket today. We've got three films, as I said. First, we're going to start off with a new movie that no one has heard about, uh, starring David Tennant, called Bad Samaritan. We're going to follow that up with the remake that no one asked for in Overboard. Uh, and we're going to finish everything up with the uh, third outing for director uh, Jason Reitman and uh, screenplay, uh, screen screenwriter, screenwriter, that's the word I'm looking for, screenwriter Diablo Cody is the third time a charm. Uh, I, I can definitely say that, well, I'll put it this way. Uh, as far as like the, the record there, the first one, Juno, I was, uh, I was not a fan. Not a fan of Juno. I didn't think Juno was very good. Um... Young Adult, I did like. I thought Young Adult was good. We did review Young Adult back on this podcast. Uh, so if you want to rewind the clock, I don't know what episode it's in. Go, go, you know, go scour. Maybe you'll find some other stuff that you like as well. Uh, so it wasn't quite. I, I mean, I liked. I liked Young Adult. That was a good one. And uh, what do I think about the third one? Well, uh, that'll be in the. Uh, last portion of the show so uh thank you guys for tuning in thanks for listening tell a friend it may be a solo adam episode not going back and forth but i promise to make it uh as painless as possible fairly quick and uh you know maybe we'll get some good material in there and of course if you'd like to uh email me if you got any questions comments suggestions anything else like that please email me at the film find at gmail.com uh always love hearing from you guys man uh, so I do want to mention, because, uh, again, this, this headset's going to just drive me up the flipping wall, dude. Hold on. <laughs> Alrighty. Yeah, it's, uh, 
everything's falling apart. And so what happens is when things fall apart, we need to replace them. And uh, we do that with uh, the, the funds that we get over at patreon.com slash the film find. That sounds like, a, a, a like oh, it seems, seems uh, very convenient that their headset and everything is all bugging out when you're just about to, you know, ask for money. And you're right. Uh, they just happen to happen at the same time. And it seems to happen all the time for what I'm doing over here. Uh, So I do want to thank longtime listener uh, Kevin Jones, uh, not only supported uh, Hero Movie Podcast, but also decided to jump over at the $5 level here with the Film Find as well. And, of course, with the Film Find, you're going to get pre-shows and post-shows. I got you one of those today, everybody. Hope I did all right with it. I'm going to have a post-show after, so stick around for that. And uh, where I'm also testing out some of the material uh, for Film Find 5s. Now, for those of you that haven't been listening to the Film Find for a long time, that's uh, where myself or Matt would get on the mic and talk for five minutes about any particular topic, uh, be it you know a director, a writer, uh, where things are going, uh, box office stuff, uh, trends, uh, just anything that you want to talk about or complaints and, <laughs> and things of that nature. Anything that you want to talk about, you just do that for five minutes and there you go. So uh, that's going to be available uh, for the people on Patreon this week. So patreon.com slash the film fine. And we thank Kevin and everyone else who has joined in and contributed, man. Thank you guys uh, so much for that. Uh, Okie dokie, time to get into a little bit of what you've been watching here. The show may be... Uh, on a single plane here, but guess what? We're still going to be continuing to do the things that we normally do on the show. Um, let's see. The things I have been watching, uh, this I actually meant to uh, talk about last week, but for some reason I guess I just didn't write it down and it didn't stick in my head and therefore uh, I didn't talk about it and I'm really ashamed of that. Uh, about two weeks ago, my brother and I got out to see... Uh, the 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 theatrical a theatrical showing of the Karate Kid, uh, as and then it had they had two episodes of the Cobra Kai YouTube Red series, uh, starring uh, uh, Ralph Macchio and uh, old what's his nose there Zapka. Um, it it's a little bit weird because they played the two YouTube Red series, which takes place uh you know, what thirty years or whatever after Karate Kid. So they they play those two episodes, which were interesting, and I'll talk about those in a second. Then they then they decided to play Karate Kid, which honestly I thought it was such an odd move to do that. You should play Karate Kid first, and then the YouTube stuff after that, because chronologically that would make a lot more sense to play the movie and then the YouTube stuff because it takes place after. But I think they were actually smart. <laughs> In the way they did it, because if they did it that way and everybody left after the Karate Kid and no one saw the YouTube thing, you'd be pissed. You'd be like, oh, man, we thought people would be interested in this. And they're like, no, we just wanted to see Karate Kid. Thank you. I got my ticket. I saw Karate Kid. I don't want to see this rehashed garbage. So they put it on first. And at that point, I guess I can't really blame them because, uh, you know, and what are you going to do? Uh, but the Karate Kid, the Karate Kid, uh, I haven't seen in a long, long time. It was a very big staple growing up, as it was for most kids in the '80s, young boys for sure. Uh, and it was the movie that, and like you know, Ninja Turtles and everything, which got all of us on a uh, on a martial arts kick back in the day. Everybody wanted to know some sort of karate or something like that. Uh, and most of us came from poor families to where. <laughs> 
and they couldn't pay for any of that stuff. Mom and dad could not pony up money to get one, much less than any three of the any you know combination of the three kids in our house uh, karate lessons. Uh, so I think I got like a I got a pretty like I got like I. <laughs> this sounds so fluck. Oh, this all right, fine, let's do it. Um, I had two different. Uh, I've been I've been gifted two geese in my life. <laughs> if that makes sense. Uh, I was a child. Maybe if I could find the pictures, I'll post them up on on uh, uh, Facebook.com slash the film find or on Twitter. Tell me where you guys want to see them. Uh, but the first one was more like a. Uh, it was it was okay. It was like a white one with like black trim and everything. I don't remember what it said on the back of it. it said something. It was something fake for sure. Because that was more of like a. Uh, it, it looked real. It looked like the right thing. But what I'd call it more uh, karate PJs than anything, because <laughs> that's what they were. And and let's let's be frank, karate geese are are essentially like you know a cross between you know nurses scrubs and you know a, a nightshirt <laughs> or whatever the hell's going on. It's basically it, it's it's close to that anyways. So this was just like a nicer, softer version. And then I think at one point my grandma got me something uh, that had like it was like like the the jacket itself was like super nice and the, like the pants were good, but like they must've spent like a good amount of money on that. Cause it was super, super cool. And it had like a little, just, you know, little crest that had symbols that said, God knows what on it. It was probably Korean. Uh, if, if memory serves, I could be wrong. Uh, but you know, you, you were all, you wanted to be in some martial arts thing. Like the closest, like the closest that I ever got was going into a, um, uh, like there was a taekwondo. We had a karate place in town forever. A karate place or two in town uh, for a long time growing up. Uh, but there was also one that was a, a taekwondo place that was over by the Domino's Pizza. <laughs> and you knew Fat Adams going to the Domino's Pizza. So I'll track over there. And then it's like, uh, I don't know. The guy talked a little bit. Uh, and I, I don't want to say my mom wasn't impressed. Uh, but it, it literally was. We cannot afford this. So let's get out of here. So I never got the true martial arts training I, I wanted, but we all ha- we all had that seed in us when we were kids, and we all got that uh, from the from watching the Karate Kid and Ninja Turtles and all that kind of jazz. Uh, and so I hadn't seen the movie in such a long, long time, but man, uh, it holds up pretty decent. Now, there's been a lot of revisionist history over the past, and something that you know you obviously think about when going into this new YouTube Red series is that Daniel LaRusso is the bad guy. Let me see if I can find this video. Hold on. Because, um... Great kid bad? Alright, let me see if I can figure this out here. Uh, is Daniel the real quality, uh, real karate kid bully? Alright, let's, 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 let's see this out, and I, I can comment on this as, as having seen uh, Karate Kid recently here. Oh, shit. Turns out everything you think you know about the Karate Kid is wrong. First of all, can I talk about this real quick? I hate these fucking channels. I hate these channels. This is uh, the channel What's Trending. Uh, they've always got somebody behind the thing. Uh, it's a, usually a guy or a gal. I'll give them props. The ladies are, like, they're good looking, but they're not, like, uh, like impossible good looking. So, it like, it makes it, it all, us nerds just kind of go like, hey... It looks like a girl I could actually ask out, and she might say yes. So, uh, good for you for keeping it, you know, 
keeping it at the right level because a lot of times, as we as nerds have all seen, sometimes they get like ridiculously hot chicks that like you can tell right away they they may not know what they're talking about. Not that that's the case for everybody. There are some attractive ladies that certainly know their stuff. There's no doubt about that. I I have met them, but by and large, uh, let's be honest, they all they they all look a little bit more on the. Uh, on the normal side, the someone that you would you know meet out in the street as opposed to you know on the runways of Milan. So, uh, but it looks like they've got another one of these chicks in here. Okay, so let, let's. It's always annoying. It's just like just just play the fucking clips. Especially that part about waxing cars making you good at karate. You're not fooling anyone, Mr. Miyagi. The karate kid. Let's be honest. We all know that that was just forced slave labor for that child. So that that only makes sense. Story of Daniel, a violent sociopath who moves to a California town and begins tormenting a local boy and... Okay, so, like, here's the thing that you're going to hear a lot is that, like, you know, Daniel's a crazy sociopath and he goes through his... Let's see their points. I think I may be able to rebuke a couple of them, again, having seen it just recently. Friends. So it seems like we have all been watching... The Seriously, are we not going to have more than one... Uh, you got two people doing the story? All right, what? God, I'm getting pissed. Kid wrong, and Matthew J. Turner's video is about to educate us on that. Turner's theory is that Johnny is actually a good guy, really hardworking. He's the actual karate kid. Johnny is a high school senior with a commitment to atone for past. Here's a question Why are they just reviewing? Why are they just, just fucking linked to this video? Just linked to this guy's video. You're just geeking off of the work that he's already done. I, I God, I wish I fucking had his. I'm going to Matthew J. Turner's thing because fuck these other people. Matthew J. Turner's the guy who did all the goddamn legwork. The Karate work. Kid is the story of Daniel, a violent sociopath who moves to a California town and begins tormenting a local boy and his friends. Johnny is a high school senior with a commitment to atone for past mistakes and move his life forward in a positive direction. No, ex-degenerate man. 8 a.m. tomorrow, I'm a senior. I've got one year to make it all work. And that's what I'm going to do. Make it work. They are destined to... What, what he means by make it work, really, in, in that particular statement means... Uh, he's going down to try to get his lady back. She don't want him back, but he's going to do it in a forceful-ass way. Uh, that's not courageous. That's kind of being a douchebag. She, at the beginning, before, like, when Daniel meets her, meets when she meets Daniel for the first time, uh, Elizabeth Shue, who, by the way, 1980s Elizabeth Shue, pulling it off. And you know what I like? Because Elizabeth Shue, as we all know, beautiful woman, absolutely beautiful woman. Uh, in, 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 in The Karate Kid, she, she is a kid. She's 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 young. She's you know seventeen, eighteen, something like that. She's right in that neighborhood, you know, and uh, she looks like a normal girl, and it's kind of awesome that she does too. That like you know, this girl that you know that like in a couple years would kind of mature a little bit more and become even hotter. Uh, it's just like she looks like a young, attractive girl that you know that that this kid would go for. In a very '80s kind of style, and like I, I love the way she dresses. I love the way she acts and everything. Uh, I just that character, that character felt true to me. When Daniel's neighbor invites him to a beach party, where he becomes instantly obsessed with Johnny's newly ex-girlfriend, Allie. And I. After a yeah, 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 but at the same time, she's flirting back and forth too. So that's something. Ritual consisting solely of creepy, unbroken eye contact. He approaches her, only to be summarily rebuffed. Johnny arrives to patch things up with Allie, but the discussion becomes heated. Right, when he starts to yell at her and fuck up her boombox. Yeah, real fucking hero, this guy. Walks in, goes and you know kicks in the, the, the fucking boombox and shit and just goes, No bitch, you're gonna listen to me. That's not exactly what we'll call a hero-like behavior. Well, I want to talk to you, alright? 
Now I want to be clear about this. What Johnny is doing is not okay, and he should respect her wish to be left alone. Oh boy. Anyways, uh, look, the movie's not as uh, like all all that, and uh, but Daniel does kind of they they gloss over so much. What I forgot about this movie more than anything is how much no one knows anything about what's going on. <laughs> like, so Mr. Miyagi wants to like be like, hey, all right, we need to quash this beef with you and the guy over at the other dojo. So we're going to go down there. We're going to have a little bit of a talk. Well, of course, you know, uh, old Kreese don't want to have none of that. And he's just like, how do you figure we're going to uh, uh, patch, you know, well, we how are we going to get down to the bottom of this? And he's like, oh, no, we, we go karate tournament. He's like, all right, we'll take you to the Old Valley Karate Tournament. We'll take you down there. They get down, and uh, he starts, uh, like, Miyagi doesn't even know. He's just like, what are the rules? Oh, I do not know rules. What do do you mean you don't know the rules? I do not know rules. No rules for me. And you're like, you know, you you figure you'd, uh, you'd have found out what they were at some point before you started training me. Maybe we could have decided that uh, there needs to be some sort of plan of attack. Because as far as I know, the last thing that we've been doing is, uh, you know, uh, uh, waxing cars and painting fences and houses and all that kind of shit. Yeah, you showed me how they sort of can work in blocking scenarios and things of that nature. Sure, we're doing some wild and crazy crane kicks on the beach and shit like that. But at the end of the day, did you did you really teach me how to, like, do anything that would be useful for this particular tournament? The answer is no. He doesn't even Miyagi doesn't even know the rules to the damn thing. And he has to play he plays like stupid Asian stereotype that doesn't understand English so his girlfriend can get like on the floor with him. It's like, oh no, this is uh she's my translator. What in the wide world of sports is going on, man? Uh but it's not good. It's 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 a little silly. They don't know what's going on and, and by extension then we as the viewers go, uh, I guess they kick each other and there's there's some points involved, uh, I, I suppose. So they kind of get into whether or not it was an illegal kick and all that kind of jazz. But it, anyway, it, look, all I'm saying is the Karate Kid, it's not bad. And the new YouTube Red series, also not very bad. I've seen the first two episodes. Uh, I do have YouTube Red. I'm surprised I haven't watched it yet in the couple of days that I've had, but I've been busy doing, well, frankly, nothing. Uh, but... <laughs> but uh, I'll definitely be uh, checking that out not too awful long. So that's Cobra Kai. That's available on Netflix right now. Uh, the other thing that I watched was uh, The Last OG. I don't know if I had mentioned this on the uh, program yet or not, but I have been watching The Last OG. Tracy Morgan plays a drug dealer. I, yeah, I think I talked about this on the show. Still watching the program. Uh, I will say this, DirecTV. Uh, get your DirecTV Now app in order, bro. Uh, I'm trying to go back and watch certain things and they kind of keep flipping over and it's becoming a real fucking bitch to do so. Uh, but I already paid three months in advance to get the free Apple TV <laughs> with it. So boom, there you go. Uh, but that's it, man. Nothing, nothing too much more, nothing too wild and crazy. Uh, I need a new, uh, I need a new thing to kind of watch to have something on in the background, a series. I'm thinking about, uh, I, I, I wish, I wish Seinfeld, is that on someplace? Does some place have that? Is that all on Hulu or something? Where everybody has Seinfeld? I don't know. I'd like to rewatch Seinfeld. I know every single episode by heart. I could watch them a million times as it were. Uh, but like I needed something like that, like I did with Frasier, where it just kind of kept uh, it was just something to have on. And it was always this kind of comfortable feeling of like, ah, well, look, I could turn on the TV and there's going to be some Frasier there. I need to do that with another show. I'm thinking Friends because I know that's available on Netflix right now. But frankly, I would I'd rather watch like Seinfeld or something like that. Um, 
Yeah, so that's that's about it. Nothing trying to think anything else. <laughs> Not really. Anywho, uh, let's get into the show proper here, everybody. Oh, did I? No, I did. Okay, I was about to say I did that. Do, 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 do. Let's go ahead then and listen to the trailer for my first new release review of the week. Here is the trailer for Bad Samaritan. Happy birthday, Mother. Sean, is that Emperor? I got a good deal through a lady at work. Really? You stole digital cameraman? You still use these? Absolutely. I love this one. Crazy to think what you could do if you did this for your full-time job. Just a poor, struggling artist. Enjoy your dinner, sir. See you in 10 minutes, brother. Welcome to Nino's. That's a beautiful car, sir. Yeah, don't touch it. Navigating home. Oh, you beauty. Yo, talk to me. Black car. Shut up, Doc, for real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Everything cool on your end, yeah? They're just getting their salads now, man. Maserati. I'll be right up. Dude, the guy's outside. Where the hell are you? <sighs> I'm sorry. Visions. He's got a girl chained up. What were you doing at this guy's house? I was robbing him. Sir, so we're investigating a girl chained up in the office. Sorry to disappoint you. You're gonna stay on him, right? You're gonna keep searching for the girl? Stop harassing him. Oh! What's wrong? We're not safe. None of us. It's all good. I got your back. You're crazy. You know that. Crazy people get caught. You know why you're not in their little jail right now? You're in mine. He's gonna kill us. I'm gonna help you. I'm gonna get you out of here. All right, that was the trailer. Oh, for Christ's sakes, with the fucking after things. The movie acts. Go to hell, guys. Uh, here's the IMDb plot line. IMDb, always 100% correct in everything they say and or do. A pair of burglars stumble upon a woman being held captive in a home they uh, intended to rob. This is, uh, of course, starring David Tennant, Carrie Condon, uh, Robert Sheehan, uh, Jacqueline Myers and uh, Carlito Olivero. Those are the big ones. Uh, this is uh, written or uh, written by uh, Brandon Boyce and uh, directed by Dean Devlin. Uh, Dean Devlin, uh, the guy that you'd probably recognize from uh, he did Geostorm last year, which Matt saw. Or uh, actually, that came out this year. I think it was actually. I don't remember Geostorm. It was terrible. Uh, he did leverage the TV show. What? What is he? He's written some stuff. That's where I think his big thing. 
Universal Soldier, Day of Reckoning. He, yeah, he's written some Universal Soldier shit. Uh, yeah. Uh, Godzilla, 1998. Some SG-1. Uh, wrote Independence Day and Stargate. That was, yeah, so the, the early 90s was really Dean Devlin's, like, like that was his big time. You got your Universal Soldier, your Stargate, your Independence Day. Those were like his, that was his big climb to fame right there, for sure. Uh, I had not heard of this film. I had not seen a trailer for this movie. I'd seen nothing. So the trailer that you just listened to was actually the first time I've ever watched a trailer for this. I had no idea what the movie was about. Uh, I even vaguely only knew that David Tennant was in it. That's about it. And uh, being a Dave, David Tennant fan, uh, starting from Doctor Who and then going on to the other stuff that he's done, Jessica Jones and and whatnot, uh, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of the guy, so I'm like, hey, let's give this a shot. It'll be a fun because I don't know anything about it. And I can tell you with all 100% clarity that this movie was not fun. <laughs> it wasn't fun. It wasn't good. It was uh, downright boring. The trailer makes it seem a lot more uh, enticing and interesting than it was. Uh, we reviewed The Snowman, I think a couple months back at this point, maybe. Uh, and as bad as that, like this would be a great, awful double feature with, with The Snowman because they're both... Just long, boring, arduous, nothing really happens. You want to feel for characters. You don't care about characters. And at the end of the day, um, but but also at the same time, at the same time, you feel like you, you don't like the guy who's like kind of in peril most of the time uh, because he's a bit of a scumbag. He, he, he They hijack people's cars, uh, you know, go to their nav system, hit the home button, go to their home and then rob them. Now they don't rob enough to where the person really knows. They just kind of get. You know, they just kind of go underground a little bit. Uh, they also live in a world where where uh, and they make note of it. People don't set their alarm systems. <laughs> you have a very nice house, but God forbid you have an alarm. They even like have a close up of an alarm shot when one of the guys walks in. He looks over at the alarm panel and it said "ready to set," and he and, like even sits right there and like mentions out loud. He's just like, "What's the point in even having one?" Well. I know that. Well, the point of them having one is so that you can see that it's not hooked up, so that you could walk in there because every other household it would probably be up and running. Unless, unless that's something you guys don't do. And if you don't, uh, just email me or just email me your address. Let me know when you're not going to be home. That's uh, the film find at gmail.com if you don't set your home security system. Uh, but here's the thing, man. I, I love Tenant, uh, but even he's kind of boring in this. It's just there's nothing to recommend this movie. It's it's long. Is it long? I don't know how long it is. I think it is long, if memory serves. Let me look at the actual uh, length of this thing. Uh, yeah, the length is an hour fifty. It's it's easily twenty minutes too long. Uh, it's probably more like thirty minutes too long if you'd have cut out some garbage in there. Uh, but you know they they go they take David Tennant's uh, Maserati head to his house and then you know obviously as you kind of heard there in the trailer a girl's locked up they need to kind of get her out and there's a whole I, look it's boring I fell I I have fell asleep during these things and this was the middle movie of three movies of the day I I don't know why I was just not kind of I wasn't feeling this one man it just wasn't working and I cannot and. Lord knows I can't suggest anyone go uh, see this at the movies because it is not worth seeing. I don't think it, uh, and I'm not sure that anyone did. <laughs> I work at a theater, and uh, we this was one of the only new releases we were playing, and no one went to see it. Uh, so let me look at the overall box office. Holy shit. 
Yeah, it's uh, it opened up pretty crap. Their total right now. Let's see, opening weekend. Yeah, one point seven million. So total total lifetime domestic is two point two million dollars, and it says production budget NA. It's probably honestly, this thing is definitely under ten. It may even be under five. If it is, if it's like under five, it might do okay overall. But uh, it wasn't. Like I said, I I had no idea this was a movie. I did not know this was a thing. I think the advertising was almost non-existent. Uh, if you saw advertisements, let me know. I like I just. I don't watch a lot of regular live TV, but God knows I'm in the movie theater all the time. So, <coughs> excuse me. So if the trailer was there, I sure shooting would have seen it at this point. Uh, so yeah, that's a strong anti recommendation for me. Uh, for uh, Bad Samaritan, also a really horrible name. Bad Samaritan is is not a good is not a good name for for the flick. Anywho, let's go on to the next release. Here is the trailer for the remake of Overboard. Why am I even trying to be a nurse? I'm going to be delivering pizzas and cleaning carpets for the rest of my life. No! You're very attractive for a carpet cleaning lady. Although you maybe could do something with your hair. Yeah. No, that's not it. It's your face. Yeah. Could you be a doll and get me a little snack? You know I was just hired to do carpets, right? You're fired. I bet you haven't worked a single day in your entire self-absorbed life. Just pay me and I'll be on my way. Nope. He is the devil. I owe the cleaning company 3,000 bucks for a new machine. And they fired me. Rich people, they get away with everything. A million dollars! Hello! I don't know what day it is. I don't even know my own name. Amnesia in our little town. That's him. But I have an idea. It is poetic in its justice. I'm here to pick up my husband. You're really my wife? For better or worse, baby. I'm poor? Yep. Daddy! How come they don't look like me? We had to use a sperm donor. I'm sterile. I do it, do it. You're getting picked up for work bright and early. I work? Three jobs. When I'm back, do it. Oh, I want a fake husband. Watch now. Hi, honey. How was your first day? And I said, what? Ain't it in the morning? Do we need to take him to the hospital? I said, Bobby. Nobody else do it like that. Alrighty, that was the trailer for Overboard, the 2018 edition. IMDb plot line, a spoiled, wealthy yacht owner is thrown overboard and becomes the target of revenge from his mistreated employee. This is starring Anna Faris. Um, Eugenio, uh, Eugenio, maybe? Yeah, I'm, I'm real shit with names. Uh, Derbez, uh, Eva Longoria, I got that fucking name. Uh, Swoozy Kurtz, who is fantastic in this flick, and uh, Emily Madison and more, uh, you know. Anywho, uh, so yes, this is the remake of the 1987 movie, Overboard, which was uh, directed by Gary Marshall, one Gary Marshall, uh, that with Goldie Hawn, Kurt Russell. Uh, but here, because it's the 2018s, 
these sexes are reversed, and to be honest with you, it's probably for the better. <laughs> uh, because at the end of the day, when... <clears throat> so in Overboard, uh, like I said, the opposite is true, and uh, Goldie Hawn plays the, you know, the rich lady, and uh, Kurt Russell's the uh, kind of, you know, poor dude and stuff, and the roles are reversed. Uh, and he's like, no, she's my wife and all this other stuff. That's bad. Uh, but somehow, uh, the transitive properties of sex in movies, somehow reversing the genders makes everything okay somehow. So that's. Again, this is another movie where we have people that are genuinely despicable. Uh, the guy, the, uh, the guy who, now I, I, I give, I give the movie some credit in this particular department because as you heard in the trailer there, they go, oh, this rich guy, uh, Leonardo, he is, uh, he's this rich dude and stuff. And they go, well, this, he, you know, those rich people, they don't have to work a day in their life. And contrary to most popular belief, rich people do actually work. Not all of them work. Of course, some of them you know, of course, did inherit money and stuff like that. And even some of those who did inherit money still go on to actually work for said inherited money. You know, it's like half the most of the time when you have those situations, the the parents are more like, hey, you're going to, you know, get your own. Bill Gates's kids are not walking around, you know, sure, they're probably spoiled more than most kids, but they're probably going to have to work for stuff and not going to get, you know, a free lunch just because that's the kind of, uh, you know, person Bill Gates is. But... So, but the movie does a good job in letting us know that no, 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 <clears throat> this is literally a specific type of rich guy whose parents had a giant, uh, they were like the largest construction providers uh, of construction materials, I guess, uh, for companies in the entire world or whatever. And so, therefore, they've made tons and tons of money. He is a, uh, he's the son of the second generation. So like the granddad started it, then he handed it off to his son and he's going to be handing it off to his son who of course in uh, rich, crazy parlance, he's a, he's a, he's just a wild guy. He's out there. He's on his boat. He's partying with ladies. He literally, like he literally has done nothing his entire life. He has been just a recipient of rich things. He's had no desire to work. There's no reason to work when every, uh, uh, you know, whim that you could possibly imagine in life is answered for you. Why would you ever look outside uh, for things that would fulfill your life in any other, you know, stretch? <clears throat> so at least they do that. At least they do that, and it's not a guy who does work hard for the money, and we just don't like him because he's rich. He is one of the actual lazy rich people. So I thought that was a good method. But at the same time, too... Um, She's uh she's kind of a crappy employee. He's a, he's a bad guy, but like there's a lot of times when when we all would like to mouth off at work, but we're all smarter than that and we shut our mouths. Uh so sometimes when bad things happen to bad people, you don't really feel that bad for them. Uh because it was just like, yeah, you were trying, but at the same time you might have also been kind of a snot. So uh but Eva Longoria is like, hey, here's what you got to do. They, they find out that this guy has been knocked on the head uh, in his yacht at, that he kicked her off of because she wouldn't, you know, do whatever. Uh, it wasn't like sexual stuff, I don't think. It was more like, hey, I was going to invite you into the thing, but you didn't clean the carpet fast enough. Hey. Um, so he throws her off the boat <coughs> because he's like, you know, she's a, she's a disposable person to him. 
And, uh, you know, so he, he, he ends up uh, knocking his noggin, gets amnesia, and, of course, his sister does not want him to actually be the heir of the company because he's never done a day of work in his life. She's worked her ass off, so she believes she deserves it. So as she's going down to the hospital to identify who might possibly be her brother, she looks at him and goes, oh, no, that's not my brother. Uh, so he's got, he's got, he's got, uh, he's got the amnesia. And Eva Longoria, is it Eva Longoria? I can't, all those, all, there's some of these Latin broads, they all starting to look alike to me. Eva Longoria, I forget, I have a problem with her and what's the, what's the other gal, the modern family gal? I get those two mixed up. I, Eva Longoria is better looking, by the way, for, than Sofia Vergara. I'll say that right here, right now. Sofia Vergara, eh, uh, I'm, a, I'm an Eva Longoria guy myself. If you if you're gonna make me choose. Uh, but, She's in it, and she's she's really she's probably the worst character in this because she's just like, hey, here's an awful thing that you can do, and why not? You deserve it. Yeah, the guy kind of screwed her over, threw her equipment out, and all that kind of jazz. But instead of like you know suing them in small claims court, you go and decide to uh, commit a kidnapping, and then make him do all the menial tasks around the house while you study for your nurse's degree, which you know is an admirable thing to do. But let's talk about what this movie. Uh, what this movie has to say that I don't know if Hollywood really meant to say it, but they said it anyways, and this is going to become a small little bit of a theme uh, in the programs today, is that, um, so basically she goes, oh, you're my husband, we're married, we do all these things, and uh, but you can't, you know, they, she won't allow him to drink because apparently, according to her, he's been on the bottle and doesn't need to be on it, so, you know, he's keep she's keeping him straight and sober. And uh, they don't have sex, because that's another part of the sobriety, and I, you know, uh, so he sleeps out in the uh, little uh, shed there, or whatever. And but he's like, eventually, he starts to become, you know, a little bit more in uh, integrated in society. He's done things for the family. He does nice things for other people, and I think a lot of this goes back to you know, uh, different values, a lot of different values and stuff that people might have, and that you know. Good deeds, just doing doing good deeds and being of service makes you a better person, no matter what you kind of do. If it's going down to the soup kitchen, if it's helping old ladies across the street or whatever, somebody needs help at the grocery store, you know, something like that. It's just like your good deeds will help, you know, guide you along to be a decent human being. And this guy's finally starting to get some of that sort of stuff in his life, uh, though they are working him like a dog, just a dog. <laughs> uh, so there's, I guess it's to make up for the, you know, probably 40 some odd years that he hasn't been doing work that they're kind of raking into him. But they go, she goes, she goes full bore after him. Uh, but after a while, as you might imagine, the kids have uh, have started to become attached to him. Now, they know that that's obviously not their dad. Their dad died, and they're aware of this. Uh, he's not he's not their dad, but uh, the kids have been playing along because they understand the they understand the uh, the cut. They, they they realize what's going down here, the grift, as it were. They understand that, so the kids are like they're into it, and they're just going, "Oh no, it's daddy and all that stuff." And daddy, of course, uh, Leonardo or Leo, as he's being called. Uh, he becomes really the father of the family. He does the things that that a father does, and ultimately this movie does say, hey, by the way, it's probably good to actually have a father in the house. <laughs> and that's not something that I think Hollywood says a whole lot in a lot of their movies. And I know we've got a lot of dads that listen to this show. I know because I know you guys. And um, 
it, it's rough for guys like it with representation in in for dads specifically in in Hollywood representation because dads are usually seen as the lazy guys, the dumb guys, the buffoonish guys, the guys who can't do anything right. It's like, oh, you can't change a diaper. Look at how everything goes wrong. And let's just get mom in here who's smart and knows everything and can do everything to come in here and solve all the problems for big dumb dad. And it's a shame because, like, that's really kind of the person who used to be, you know, the head, like, and I'm, uh, take this with what it is, who used to be kind of the head of the household, the guy who said, hey, here's how, you know, everything sort of works and stuff, has, but but in, in in the good way, right? Not like that I'm demanding all these things be done, not like that old school, but just kind of like, hey, I, I'm the head of the household. I'm going to be responsible for everything. I'm going to make sure that, you know, all the stuff that I need to do is what I need to do to be the best father that I can be, right? And we don't get that a lot in Hollywood. We get a lot of like, oh, you don't need a man. You don't need to worry about that. Go ahead and let him go. You can do this all by yourself. And Lord knows a lot of them can. There, there are great women out there who do fantastic jobs uh, being mothers all by themselves. But let's be honest, if they had someone else with them, they could easily be a better parent. And uh, that's ultimately what this thing uh, really kind of tells us is that, like, hey, in order for these three girls to be raised to the best of their ability, they probably need, they can they could do it with one. But boy, if they did it with two, things would be a lot better. Uh, and the movie, it ends about like you would think it would. You know, I, I don't, I'm not going to sit here and spoil everything for you, but if you've seen Overboard, chances are you, you can kind of put together the pieces of the puzzle a little bit. Uh, but it's not bad. It's not a great movie. It's not overly funny. I'll be honest with you. It's it's fair to Midland. Uh, I don't know that it necessarily needs to exist, but there are worse ways to spend, you know, a red box rental. And that's about what it's worth. So about a dollar on Redbox or if it's free on Netflix or something when it comes out, go ahead and do it. Uh, it, it made fairly decent money, all things considered, uh, going up against the Avengers and everything, for heaven's sake. Uh, they're domestic right now, $17 million. And for this film, I don't think it cost, this thing couldn't have cost more than 20. So it'll do all right. Come this second weekend and stuff. Now, one of the things that I do want to say in this that I don't think was really, I didn't watch a lot of advertising for it, but one of the things and reasons why I think that this movie is, uh, as, as successful as it is, is the large amount of, uh, Latino representation in this movie. Uh, as, as you heard the name with, with Leonardo, he is, he is a, uh, I think he's a Mexican descent in the movie. Are they Mexican? I think they're Mexican or Spanish maybe, but maybe I think they're Mexican. Um, but there's a lot of Spanish. There's like almost, I would say it at the very least a quarter of this movie is in Spanish with sub with English subtitles. And maybe even more than that. But at the bare minimum, a quarter, I'd say almost half of the movie is in Spanish with English subtitles. It's It was kind of astounding to me. Uh, but at the same time, too, what was nice about that was it did lend a level of authenticity to it that had it just been fully in English, you might not have bought, you know? So having the entire you know Spanish-speaking family speak Spanish to each other all the time, which is more apt to happen, especially with the older uh, members of that family around, uh, it made sense. It made sense, and it lent an air of realistic uh, vibes to a movie that has not a lot of realistic vibes in it. So uh, it's okay. Like I said, it's worth it's it's worth a red box rental if you got that going in your life. 
so yeah, that's it. All right, so let's get into the last new release review here. Here is the trailer for Tully. They take care of the baby at night so mom and dad can get some sleep. I don't want a stranger in my house. It's like a Lifetime movie where the nanny tries to kill the family and the mom survives and she has to walk with a cane at the end. Get over yourself. (laughs) Mom, what's wrong with your body? Hello. I'm Telly. I'm here to take care of you. I'm just not used to people doing things for me. I hold a baby all day, and then nighttime rolls around, and I'm supposed to just switch gears, like, hello, all sexy now. You're empty. Yeah. No, you're empty on this side. Your 20s are great. But then your 30s come around the corner like a garbage truck at 5 a.m. Girls kill. No, we don't. We might look like we're all better, but if you look close, we're covered in concealer. You're convinced that you're this failure, but you actually made your biggest dream come true. If you want to run off or something, I get that, because I want to do that too sometimes, and I'm not gonna. you with everything you can't fix the parts without treating the whole yeah no one's treated my hole in a really long time <laughs> all right that was the trailer for telly the last new release review of the week here's the imdb plot line pretty simple a mother of three hires a night nanny to help with her newborn Really knock it out of the park there, IMDb. Uh, this is starring Charlize Theron, Mackenzie Davis, Ron Livingston, and Mark Duplass. Written by Diablo Cody. Directed by Jason Reitman. As I said previously in the show, this is the third outing uh, for Reitman and Cody. Uh, the first being Juno. The second being... Uh, oh, what was the other one? I mentioned it earlier in the show, but I fucking forgot the name... Oh, Christ. Now, uh, young adult. Young adult. I got it before I even looked at it. Good job. Uh, young adult. And, of course, um, this will be the uh, the third one here. Now, I've been a fan of Jason Reitman. Uh, some of his stuff more than others. Uh, Juno, I was not a big fan of. But, you know, I, like I said, I was a big fan of uh, young adult. Uh, enjoyed Up in the Air uh, for sure. Thank You for Smoking I thought was fantastic. That was the first movie that I saw at uh, the Ballantine Village Theater when it was back when it was lovely and independent to theater and everything. And uh, Tully, like I said, man, Tully's the new one here. And uh, look, listen, I'll say this. Um, this movie is not what I expected. Uh, especially, like, kind of given... Given Diablo Cody's kind of other work, I, I did not know that this would be the thing that I would expect from her. Um, but I really liked it. Uh, so she's she's two for three with me in Reitman films at this point. 
some of her other stuff. I Jennifer's body didn't care for. I know Matt likes that a whole bunch. Don't know why. Uh, but no, man, this movie's really good. This movie is fantastic. This movie definitely truly shows the power of the mother, and uh, I think any of uh, the majority of us growing up, uh, you know, saw everything that our mothers did. But man, oh man, it's just I like I know my own mother. I don't know how she did it. Uh, I come from a two-parent home, but my dad worked in retail uh, most of most of the time when we were kids, so he was gone all the time. So in a sense, we almost had like a single mother. Uh, but when dad was home, dad did you know he played with us and did all the other stuff. That's where I learned to be a nerd and all that kind of good junk. Uh, but when he was gone, which was a lot, he just was not there, and mom was there to raise three kids and stuff. And it is not easy, especially when you know, like a newborn comes along. And so she starts out this movie uh, pregnant, then eventually has the baby. And then uh, they get to talking about how, like, when this is going down, Mark Duplass plays her brother, who is very well-to-do. They're not super well-to-do. They're not... I wouldn't wouldn't classify them as poor, per se. Uh, But they don't have a lot of money by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, But Mark Duplass, uh, her brother, he is... uh, He's kind of a rich guy and stuff. And says, look... I'll as kind of like a you know a baby gift to you or whatever. I'll pay for a night nurse. Uh, what a night nurse is is basically a lady who comes in during the off to peak times when you know the baby can be up and you know you know crying and all the other stuff. This way, you know she can take care of the baby and everything while you're asleep and you can get your sleep in. You know we'll wake you up for feedings if we need them, but if not, you go ahead, you go to sleep and you kind of get some of your sanity back that you can't have during the day. And this is an actual thing uh, that happens. Let's be honest, it's rich white people that are doing this, but it is a thing that happens. And and, and again, it's only happening for her uh, because her brother is is paying for it. Um, so, and Ron Livingston himself, now I do want to talk about this because uh, that's going to, even though we're rounding up on Mother's Day here, fathers are actually the, uh, the underlining uh, theme here for this episode of the film Fine. Um, Ron Livingston is not a bad dad in this movie. Not really. He may do a couple things that seem a little bit annoying, um, but in most guy fashions, he, he would probably straighten up if you just kind of told him what to do a little bit. Uh, but he's, he's a fairly attentive father, not the best father in the world, but you know, he's there, he pays attention to the kids. He does kind of do a little bit of work and stuff, but at the end of the day, and I think this is where they're going to say like, like uh, most people would say like, oh, he's negligent or whatever is that, you know, he sits down and plays video games at night. I know a lot of guys that do that and a lot of guys that do that, that have kids and it's not that they're, you know, not present or anything that's just one of their that's how they unwind some people you know watch sports center some people play xbox it's just how things work and uh but their their relationship is like you know kind of where you might figure it would be just after a baby and stuff they're not getting it on or nothing like that it's it's been you know it's like hey we get to bed we go to sleep that's that's how we roll so at the last second tully comes in Tully's kind of like this young girl, like in her 20s. She's very kind of energetic, a little bit kind of new agey and stuff like that. The type of person that you would imagine would be this some sort of night nurse. Comes through, is very ethereal, just kind of like, hey man, good vibes and all that kind of shit. You know what I'm saying, Doug? Hey. 
Uh, so that kind of stuff's going on, which is which is fine. And uh, she, I gotta what the, what the fuck is Charlize Theron's character's name? I gotta fucking <laughs> uh, Marlo. Uh, so she sits with Marlo and just kind of, you know, really brings it out of her. Bring, brings out like kind of a feeling in her to, you know, really realize who she is as a mother, as a human being and all this kind of stuff. And then we can get into spoiler stuff uh, because there, there, there's spoilers after this. Now, I'm going to be as vague as possible here because I don't want to get into spoilers because I think people need to see this. And I think if somebody spoils something... It could be detrimental to what you take from this movie. And I'm still not 100% how I feel about it. Uh, because something changes, we find, we, find, we find out something, and then you can equate that to obvi- the obvious. You can equate it to what obviously happens and, and would, in you know... The easiest Arkham's uh, Arkham's Razor one plus one equals two. We know that this this plus this equals this, so that's why we're there. It's the easiest explanation for everything. But and while you could easily have that as that as as that theme of like, hey, this was certainly not what you thought it was. It's something completely different, and and a um, I don't want to say. It's it's a it's, it's talking about that specific sort of thing about you know mothers and working hard and things of that nature, or you could also say it, it can. All right, so spoilers. I'm going to talk about this because I need to I need to do it. I need to do it. So I'm gonna let me count the clock here. All right, so for the next travel forward in time two minutes and then and then I'll I'll stop. So starting right. now spoilers from now uh so it, it turns out that uh, against total spoilers here uh tully doesn't really exist uh tully is is in uh, uh marlo's head and she has actually been staying up all night and doing all the things and at the so she's running herself ragged. So it's basically she's uh, put this interesting idea of what a perfect mom would be and kind of put it in there. Uh, there's there's so much to talk about. I, I want I, hopefully I can have like Krista watch this and we can do like a special bonus episode because I kind of want to talk about this. She's already had it ruined for her, so it wouldn't be anything bad to her. Uh, but there's so much going on here that it could be written and it could be linked at, at another way, but most people are probably going to go like, oh, she's insane. So blah, 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 blah. And I, I just don't know that that's necessary. It certainly can be, but I don't know that that's the best, (coughs) excuse me. I don't know if that's the best avenue for this movie to go down. Um, but here's the thing. So spoiler section over, spoiler section over, spoiler section over, spoiler section over, spoiler section over. Uh, so it should be about that right time. Anywho, um, so at this point, I, I I'll just say this: I like the movie. I liked it a whole lot. It will make you, uh, it'll make you appreciate your mom for sure. Uh, my sister has two kids. Uh, they're a little older than the kids that were in this show. Oh, one thing that I didn't really mention. One thing that makes uh her life uh a whole lot more difficult is uh her son. They don't specifically state it, but her son is probably on the autism scale at some some, some point of the spectrum. 
Uh, so he has a rough go of it. The little daughter, she's kind of quiet and stuff too. So like, you know, it's tough to get her personality to come out at all. Uh, so there's a lot of dynamics that are going on here, but honestly, this movie is very, while a little bit out there at times is very realistic, very heartfelt. And I can say this, you can add all as much weight as you want. Charlize, we still know you're hot. Oh my goodness. There's a couple of moments in here. Now she gained weight for this thing. Like, like a lot of weight. Uh, but she still, she like the only time where she really looked horrible on screen is Eileen Wernos and monster. Outside of that, I'm sorry, Charlize, you're just gorgeous, honey. Well, you can't do nothing about it. You you look and you're just like, yeah, maybe she's got a few pounds on her, but she still is just hot. Just, you know, you can't get past it. There's a there's a certain thing that's just like, you know, if you if you got that kind of girl on your arm, you you don't care if she's a couple over. It's, man, it's like that's no big deal. I, most guys would be like, I'd still take that girl home, no doubt. Some of us might even take that girl over. <laughs> Open the super screening one, I'm going to be honest. Uh, but look, this is a good movie. Jason Reitman puts in another great uh, uh, directing thing here. Again, I, I love his stuff because none of it really looks the same. He's uh, he's very multi-talented uh, when it comes to the way things look. Uh, I don't know that any of these movies all look alike that he's been doing. They all have a very distinct kind of uh, uh, shine to what they do. And I dig it. I dig it a lot. Uh, so that's a recommendation for me. Go see, go see Tully. Uh, you know, it, even if it's spoiled for you, I, I don't know that that's going to be a big deal. But I'd love to, I'd love to hear your opinions on them. So email me at uh, thefilmfind@gmail.com, and I'm sure Matt's watched it. So I do want to talk to Matt about this as well, uh, because if anyone knows motherhood, it's Matt Smith. I know that much. Um, <laughs> So that is it. Wow, I can't believe that, you know, I've talked almost an hour all by myself. They said it couldn't be done. Uh, I said, no. Remember the, sto- remember the story I did at the beginning of the program about how Adam has an opinion on everything? Guess what? It turns out that that's true. Turns out that I wasn't lying, that I can talk about anything for any stretch of the imagination, and that at the end of the day, uh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> It doesn't matter because I'm going to be the guy who's doing it. Okay, so two movies next week that are going to be the big ones. We might see a couple other, but here's the big ones on the list. Uh, the new one starring Melissa McCarthy called Life of the Party. She plays, you know, old mom goes to college with the young daughter to achieve something. Who the fuck knows? It's like back to school. Uh, <laughs> that's as much as I could say for it. And the other one that I am looking forward to is called uh, Breaking In. I think this is a Blumhouse thing, if memory serves. Let me check this real quick. I don't know. By the way, uh, Fandanga, or uh, uh, fucking, fucking, what's it called? Flickster. Put it on the details, not on the buy tickets, goddammit. James McTeague. So James McTeague, come on. That's like, that's a powerhouse here. That's a powerhouse. That's a guy who's done a lot of, a lot of like, eh, so-so stuff, let's be honest. <laughs> but he's he's done all right for himself. But James McTeague is uh, directing this thing. And, uh... But it looks pretty good, like a kind of a panic room, but all the other way around. I don't know. So we'll be seeing those movies and maybe a little bit more. Perhaps Matt will be back next week. Perhaps he won't. I don't know how fucking things work around here. I'm not a very bright man, Jenny. Uh, And, of course, as always, we'd encourage you to uh, email us if you have any questions, comments, suggestions, anything of that nature. Head us up at thefilmfind at gmail.com. We'd really appreciate that, and we appreciate all of you guys who head on down to patreon.com slash thefilmfind and help this program out. And thanks to Kevin. 
Jones for uh, coming in at the $5 amount. We hope you do as well. And if you can't do that, man, completely understand. What I want you to do is go over to uh, iTunes, review us on iTunes, tell a friend, man, share the podcast around with somebody, let them know. We're value for value here over at the Film Find as we are with HMP and all of our other podcasts. If I possibly can, we'll never do, uh, I, I don't want to do ads, but if you feel that you get some value out of this show in any way, shape, or form, uh, and you'd like to get more stuff, head on over to patreon.com slash the film fine and uh, join us, man. We'd really love to have you there, and we'll do some more film fine fives and all that kind of good stuff. I will see you Patreon supporters in the post show for the rest of you. My name is Adam Porchers, and we'll talk to you next week. Oh!